Welcome once again to my weekly podcast known as Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host, where each week I explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective so we can know, as God's children, how He wants us to respond. Last week, Derek Johnson was my guest where we explored his understanding of many of the behind-the-scenes operations as recognized through legal and binding documents for the purposes of preserving, rescuing, and restoring our constitutional republic. And I'll continue with part two of the interview today. True to my calling and purpose for this podcast to help us all discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides, even and especially in these present dark days. I started this podcast in July 2020, realizing, as the whole world was beginning to, that things didn't add up. What governments were saying and doing worldwide with the advent of COVID-19 and the narrative and management of the pandemic just didn't make sense. As a devoted Christian for over 35 years, knowing the extreme importance of truth and how all throughout history God has always worked through kingdoms, judges, and governments of the nations to advance His plans for His people, I was determined to join those who would spend my own time and resources to research and help us all know the truth. Not only truth in terms of reality, but truth in the person of Jesus Christ, who is the only one who can set us free and keep us free. In my effort to be a trusted truth advocate for you, I've met some amazing people, certainly today's guest, and also Alex Newman, who has been my guest several times, both qualify. Where Derek helps us understand God at work through people, specifically America's founding fathers and the military. Alex helps us understand the origin and the advancement of the modern-day deep state that has infiltrated our nation from within, working in tandem with self-appointed elite who seek a one-world government where they have all power, money, and control. I will have Alex back on as a guest, but in the meantime, I want to highly recommend his book titled Deep State, The Invisible Government Behind the Scenes. I want you to read it in advance of hearing him on my show again. And as an affiliate with Amazon, I've listed a link in the show notes for you to easily get the book, which will also provide support for Alex and for me with costs for our respective ministries and kingdom work. As you'll learn from Alex's book, certainly beginning 1921, the efforts of the deep state to move their plans forward for a one-world government with a new international economic order is evident with the influence of David Rockefeller and the Council on Foreign Relations. However, Working with the CFR is an even more sinister group known as the Trilateral Commission, about which Newman quotes researcher Patrick Wood, saying, quote, Although the Trilateral Commission is international in scope, working closely with the United Nations, they are more than just being part of the so-called deep state. They are the deep state. What the Trilaterals truly intend is the creation of a worldwide economic power superior to the political governments of the nation-states involved. As managers and creators of the system, they will rule the future. End quote. Alex helps us see the objective, verifiable facts about what the evil cabal has long called conspiracy theories in effort to cover up their plans and advancement of their evil agenda virtually unopposed. One of the ways they've done this is to control the news media, which, as of today, is crumbling before our eyes. Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox News is just the start of many rapid changes as the truth comes forward and God continues to expose every manner of corruption wherever it exists. Keep in mind, Tucker Carlson was not fired for wrongdoing. He was fired for telling the truth. 
I encourage you to watch the video clip of Carlson sharing his regrets while working in media for accepting what he now knows was the Operation Mockingbird propaganda instead of being the objective journalist he actually wants to be. There's a lot of effort now by other mainstream deep state media news attempting to slander Carlson so that they can protect their credibility. At the very least, reserve your conclusions until more truth is revealed. For decades upon decades, building on the corruption of the people in government and bank owners as far back as the 1800s, more recently, the deep state believes it has advanced its plans for a one-world government to such a place that they are sure to become the superpower in control of the world. What they haven't counted on is the existence, authority, and power of God whom they believe they can overcome. The ancient enemy of God, known as the devil or serpent, has deceived many people into joining his continual effort to dethrone God. It has never worked, and it will never work. And we who are alive today are witnessing the greatest display of good overcoming evil, of God calling people to repent and align with him before it's too late, and his judgment is visible for all the world to see. Unless we search to know truth, to know what God is saying, and what has already been put into action, we will fall for the narrative of the deep state who controls mainstream media. But, as I've been bringing you week after week, there is a great deal God has been saying through his prophets to warn and inform us and to have us intentionally align ourselves with him as his judgment and justice are being played out before our very eyes. We are coming to a very critical time on God's calendar. And God has been sternly warning and even admonishing his people to get aligned with him and to be actively engaged in his work. If you haven't heard God's prophetic word through Julie Green from April 21st, titled A Warning on What's Coming, and the post she also had on April 24th titled Time Has Come for the Wake-Up Call, I urge you to listen to them. Likewise, what Johnny Inlow has been sharing on the Elijah streams is vital for God's people to understand in these very days. Johnny said of his interview with Steve Schultz on April 18th that it was his most important message ever. You'll find a link to both videos in the show notes. There is a lot happening now, and most people can sense the intensity. But what I want you to know is God has been telling his people who are in right relationship and obedient to his instructions the intensity is not to impact us, but it is entirely for the enemy because every evil effort they have planned is going to come upon them with a much greater devastation for them because they are under the judgment of God. Today, we'll again hear from Derek Johnson to learn more about the continuity of government operations that have been underway for several years now. It's complex, and I've done my best to edit Derek's explanation to make it easier to follow, but it still needs some explanation. I'll do my best to anticipate your questions, but I ask you, if you hear anything with last week's or today's message that needs further clarity, please let me know. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com, and I'll be sure to try to respond to you in the following podcast. Derek's full bio is in the show notes, and to preserve time to hear from him, I ask you to view that instead of my sharing it here. I begin today's podcast asking Derek to reveal, if he can, those involved with creating what's known as the Federal Continuity of Government Directives, the first which identified what the directive would accomplish on January 17, 2017, and the second which Derek referred to as the Implementation Directive on June 13, 2017. If you didn't hear last week's podcast, you'll want to listen to that first to be able to understand today's podcast, and more importantly, 
to be greatly encouraged that God has been at work on our behalf, even if we don't see it or hear about it. Now, here's part two of my interview with Derek Johnson. It's been very helpful. It truly has. Uh, as I said, I've been following you for a while. You've been on my show before, and I have had a few questions from my audience members. Now, one question I have that I would imagine my audience has as well is who signed that first directive, that January 17th, 2017 directive? Who was the one who made that document happen? Uh, it had to been multiple people. It wouldn't have been just one, um, but that's where I, I bring in what I call my blueprints, right? Because if you look at what happened right before that, that was so biblical, monumental, historical. Uh, I mean, at what point do coincidences, quote unquote, become mathematically impossible, right? It's mm -hmm. like, okay, so you go back a little. The law of war manual was reissued, all right? So that was military and federal attorneys came together. So that was who wrote that. Military and federal attorneys get together and they take the law of war manual from Germany, Canada, Australia, and the United Kingdom, plus pair those with the uh, the Geneva Conventions, Hague Conventions, Libra Code of 1863, and Nuremberg Trials. They took the strengths of all those, paired them, put them in this new law of war manual, which the law of war manual is not an easy read for anybody who goes to it and thinks they're going to read it just like a, a book. It, it actually... It's kind of like the umbrella of Uniform Code of Military Justice, which is military law. It's a reference book more than anything because it, it doesn't read easy. So you have to know the Uniform Code of Military Justice somewhat as well in order to, to look at this book. But the key with it is it was military federal attorneys. That was signed and reissued June 12th, 2015. Donald Trump rolls down the escalator for days later to announce his candidacy for the 2016 election. All right. So the odds of that, then you fast forward just a little, mm -hmm. this piece of paper I'm about to talk about, I think it's the most monumental piece of paper yet in executive order one, three, eight, four, eight. Those two pieces are, I think the most important since the declaration. Wow. And speaking of which, let me bounce back to that declaration. Our founders, declared independence seven years before the war ended. I don't think a lot of people understand the implications of that. When you read that declaration, it reads for us today. It's a present day form always. They wrote that seven years before the war ended. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've never had a piece of paper in our history. We've never had anything that backed what the founders did. And in 2016, the Military Justice Act, it's called the Military Justice Act of 2016. It wasn't passed until the 2017 fiscal year for the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization, the Law of War Manual, Donald Trump announcing. And then you had the Military Justice Act, and it specifically says, it's the SCOTUS now, this is Supreme Court, United States Supreme Court, clarifying that military law, court, and personnel are separate from civil laws. Courts and personnel. Uh, in military court, there's no plead in the fifth, right? So that's the SCOTUS clarifying our founders. First time in, 
and it's in an act it's in the 2017 National Defense Authorization Act. It would be confusing to some people if they didn't know the timeline of this. But if you look when on the very first page, when you pull it up, it says August 2020. But on top, it says Military Justice Act of 2016. And then when you go look when it was passed, it was 2017. But they didn't activate it there. But when I say activate, it's just a timeline of how Donald Trump federalized National Guard active duty. Then he gave the Secretary of Defense equal authority following that. And then that Military Justice Act before the election of 2020. So it's a timeline you got to follow. And then you get the Federal Continuity Directive 1 three days before Donald Trump took office. That would have been a collective group of people doing that. That's in unison with what? these other things that were laid out, you know, will we ever know who they are? Maybe. I don't know how many they're going to honor through all this when it's all done, but I hope they put everybody up because they all deserve the credit. All right. Now I've got another question for you. You talked about the two documents being the most important. So if I heard you correctly, you're talking about the executive order of 13848 and the 2016 Military Justice Act. Is that correct? Those are the two most important documents? Because of the timeline, yes. The, the optic that I took the picture of, uh, Fox News had it on the night that Donald Trump won the election. He's sitting, standing beside Putin, and it says, Re- ready for reset. Reset had single quotations around it. That was November the 9th, 2016, 4.56 a.m. I got it timestamped. All right, ready for reset. I will work with y'all. All right. Now, another question comes up with what you just explained. That photo that we saw on Fox News, the one you said you have the timestamp on, and the caption was ready for reset. And you're saying that's where Putin is declaring that he will work with President Trump. And so would that be the reason that the One World Order proponents, the self-appointed elite, have tried so hard to create the public opinion that there's a rift between Russia and Donald Trump? Is that what that's really all about? Absolutely. I mean, and two, you got to think about the people who forget that. Uh, the old Soviet Union, you know, people forget what uh, the USSR. And so the Ukraine deal, um, you know, Russia and not just Putin, but majority of Russians look at Ukraine and, and a lot of those countries around there that broke off about uh, when the Iron Curtain happened. They look at that as their, their motherland still, the land, you know. I mean, 85 percent of Ukraine speaks Russian. So, yeah, that's uh, it's a stem of that. And it's it's just. It's also part of the plan because it was it was a distraction plan. And, you know, the, the real key thing is the people who are working behind the scenes, they know what's going on. And a lot of it was supposed to be a distraction at the moment because of the, the war they took on. Right? They took on drug trafficking, child trafficking, sex trafficking, human trafficking. Plus, the other good things of what's going on, like the new quantum system. Um, so all the things that they were going to be going to bat on, you know, they, they needed to work effectively and efficiently. So a lot of the stuff on the, the black box, as I call it, that, that news, quote unquote, not news at all, but um, that was a dog and pony show, right? And so they were told what they, they're under, they're under control too. Anything on the black box, anything uh, is under FCC codes and also 47 U.S. Code 606, which is actually titled War Powers of the President. Um, so Donald Trump really, in all reality, uh, was plant. He was a military plant. He did win the election, uh, but when it's all said and done, it, it'll be, uh, it was a military operation from the get-go. You know, 
I believe they're going to reveal all that. I mean, in order to have a true awakening of a spiritual warfare and an information warfare, people have to see all the truth. Uh, but yes, I mean, what people do, and I say this is, is innocent as I can, but what people do, they have a short-term memory when it comes to these things because they think it's all just politics. And a lot of it is, but what's been happening the last seven years is a cleaning out of politics and saying, no, politics and propaganda was not what our founders intended. You know, it was never that way. So when you look at the politics and the propaganda, if you just go back to 2014, who funded these bio labs in Ukraine? It was us. It was the Obama administration. Who was the vice president? Okay, who worked for Obama back then? Who is now working for quote unquote Biden? Victoria Newland. All these people have been put into place, and it's the exposing of those. It's only nine years ago that Obama signed four executive orders. And inside one of those executive orders, it said that Ukraine poses an unusual and extraordinary threat to the United States. How can Ukraine pose an unusual and extraordinary threat to us way over there when it was our administrations who gave them everything way back then? People say, well, we'll do that now. No, we're not. That's all part of the show. No, we gave them everything then. So that's the only way they could pose a threat to us is if is if that deal went down where they stopped phoning those labs, right? So people forget to look back at what's prevalent and what matters. And then Ukraine broke the CIS treaty they had with Russia in 2018, the same year that Putin handed Trump the soccer ball. You know, that, that says the ball's in your court, sir. What would you like for me to do, sir? And Trump goes out, you're going in there. That's your motherland. You go in there and you bomb those labs that the Obama administration had been funding. Genius. Because when it's all revealed to the people, Trump didn't start any wars. Putin went into his homeland, his motherland that, that was all connected. But it was also Obama and Biden funded. And there's full proof of it. Now, I go back to uh, President Kennedy and I see corruption that he wanted to expose, that means it had to be in place long before he got wind of it. Do you have any idea of when the actual corruption of the United States government began? Everything starts as a slow trickle, right? You know, when it's put in place and then it slowly, as we know, one little leak, you don't pay attention to it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So 1871, Ulysses S. Grant, I signed the Organic Act of 1871, and that basically was us borrowing money from Britain to the crown, and basically we, we became in debt to the crown, and then it just grew and grew and grew and grew, and next thing you know, we have career politicians. You know, I like to bring up the topic of the, uh, the World War II history repeat, what Donald Trump said, March 2020. March 2020 was a massive turning point of all everything. But it was also the most visualization of everything in March 2020 when he federalized 1 million National Guard Act of Duty. That order is still active out to 2024. Quote, unquote, Biden has extended that. But when the news, the mainstream news asked Donald Trump, are you a wartime president? Yeah, I believe I am. 
Then they said, well, explain this war. And he goes, well, it's a different war, same scenario as World War II. They said, explain different war. He goes, well, we're fighting an invisible regime. You don't know them. We do. Who's we? Well, on his inauguration day, he had these two soldiers standing behind him. They had headbands on, military intelligence and judge advocate general. Well, military intelligence is the ones who have all the dirt. They have all the goods. They have all the intel. Right? Well, who judges the crimes in a military court? Judge advocate general. All right, so that regime. So then you flip over when he said same scenarios. Well, that's the same laws and orders. Well, back in World War II, Roosevelt told Congress, he didn't ask them. He told them, it's my duty under Article 2 of the Constitution as Commander-in-Chief. And in another speech, he said, who do you think is going to listen? Are they going to listen to you, the Congress, or are they going to listen to their Commander-in-Chief, the military? Right? Who are they going to listen to? They're going to listen to the Commander-in-Chief, especially if they love it. Right? Who was they? The generals. That's where your chain of command comes in. You have the Commander-in-Chief, and you have the generals, and then it trickles. There are divisions. Right? So... Roosevelt. Well, Congress gave Roosevelt the power to restructure the executive branch for a president to declare war. Mm -hmm. That became the first War Powers Act and the second War Powers Act, which is now found in 5050 United States Code. So under 50 U.S. Code, Chapter 33, Section 1541, it says when a president cannot enforce the law, he can declare a national emergency. And through that national emergency, he, de he can declare war. All right. Well, Donald Trump declared 10 of those in December 2017 to March 2020. And then when he federalized the National Guard Act to duty, that's when it became a different scenario. That's a direct military order. That's where that Military Justice Act comes in. Military law is separate from civil. Commander-in-Chief is Commander-in-Chief of the military. He's the president of the people. Two separate laws, two separate duties, two separate roles, two separate obligations. So this has been corrupt all these years. And, and what is when I pull up that World War II scenario is this. In 1933, Congress, Congress changed the inauguration date and they also changed the terms of the president. Why didn't they change the terms of Congress? Why did they put a limit on the president instead of everybody? You see, that's where we that's where we stepped up and became even more corrupt right there. Was the fact that why did Congress put term limits on the president, but not on themselves? Right. So, you know, if they were so worried about a dictator. Like I tell people, they so worried about a dictator, but yet you got a senator like Biden who serves, what, 38 years as a senator? And he at $170,000 a year, but he's worth $347 million? Oh, was he getting some insider information? Oh, no, Martha Stewart, she had to go to prison, right? She went to federal, had to serve her time because she did what any other American would have done. Has she gotten a, anybody got a phone call? Hey, market's going to crash tomorrow. Better pull out now, right? But these politicians, they get the same insider information. You know they do, right? So why did why did Congress put a term limit on the president, but not on Congress themselves? That's when it stepped up to a new level, 1933, 
look at what the visuals they gave us back then. Look at look at James Stewart, the famous actor, Jimmy Stewart, James Stewart. He was a brigadier general. He was a pilot in the Air Force, right? He played in a movie in 1938, just five years after this. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I mean, he was, they were showing you, hey, the good people back then who had the power to make a movie like that and the money, they were showing people back then what was going on in Congress. He wanted to take one bill and read it and study it and dissect it. And Congress in that movie, oh, that ain't how this works. We put them all together. You know, you may get three and, and the other side get two or, or the next time they get three and we get two and we just put them in a package, we all pass them together. See how corrupt that was that career politician. There's the rhinos. There's the deep state. There's the swamp. And we have a law for a law for a law. We have a bill for a bill for a bill. We have a tax for a tax rate. And it started really getting heavy there. Then in uh, the 68, right, that we left the gold standard at, right? Then Congress made the dollar as valuable as they wanted it or as invaluable as they wanted it. So it's been a tribulation over time. But 1871 was where Ulysses S. Grant, that's where we, re that's where we made a, a definite going away from the constitutional republic. More, we went back under the crown. Also in the 1870s, it's when the bar was created, the bar exam, the bar, the British Accreditation Registry. So all our attorneys had to go under this British Accreditation Registry, right? That don't mean all attorneys are bad, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm not saying that they had to, what, register under the British Accreditation Registry, all right? And there's a few other things that happened then. Um, you had Stoutenberg. That's a tough one to spell if you're Googling that. Stoutenberg versus Hennick. This is where it outlines D.C. as a foreign territory. All right. And then you have uh, dccouncil.gov. It shows that, you know, there's a separate government in D.C. All right. They have their own seal, motto, laws, codes, etc. So when you have a politician standing up there quoting the Constitution, well, is it our Constitution? Or is it their constitution, right? So they, that's why it's imperative for Americans to at least try to read, or if you're not a reader, listen to someone who knows the difference in the federal corporation. And there's your career politicians again. In 28 U.S. Code 3002, we are defined as a federal corporation. All right, so that's why the military wanted Donald Trump, because he's an outsider, he's not a career politician. Donald Trump proved from this from from his presidency forward, no president can come in behind him and say it cannot be done that you can have a strong economy and defense budget at the same time, because he schooled the federal corporation, all right, and he didn't start any wars to do it. He didn't need war money. Every war since Korea, this is the most sensitive subject for anybody. I lost a relative in Vietnam. I lost a friend, my friend's dad. She, she lost her dad in Desert Storm. It's sensitive. It touches everybody. But someone has to be the elephant in the room. Every war since Korea was man-started for money. Stupid wars, as Donald Trump calls them. He calls them stupid warmongers. Yes. Defense contracts and lobbyists. Like he said, those are going away. No more. Those people make excuses to keep us in wars that were started by man. There was no 
tyrannical threat whatsoever. Right? So that's the lies that everybody's been fed. By. Not just me and not just my generation. Everybody's been fed that. All right. So when you look at that, Donald Trump was put into play. He didn't start any wars. He didn't need any money from that, you know, from that line. So he helped what? And you and I both know and hit our age, our age differences. But even in my short 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. You have a Republican president get in. What do they do? They have a strong defense budget. The economy goes down. Democrat gets in. They do what? They cut the defense budget and the economy goes up. That is not the checks and balances our founders talked about. That's not checks and balances at all because the only people who stay at a consistent basis with livelihood are those politicians. Not me and you. Not me and you at all. That's not what our founders intended. That's not how government works. And Donald Trump proved that. And so no one moving forward can walk in and say it can't be done. So that's what they're doing right now. They're exposing all these rhinos. Donald Trump said it. All crimes of evidence of will be displayed to the public in full accordance with the law. So everything they're doing, they're having to do in a timely process because of our laws and orders. We don't need anything, one little loophole, someone coming back saying, oh, they pull power here, do it by law and order. So unfortunately, that's why it's had to drag out like it is. Fortunately, in a good way, we can't ever lose our foundation. If we ever lose our foundation in this country, then we might as well start a new country and start a new everything. So they're doing everything by laws, orders, and the process of the law and of the orders. I'll stop here for today and pick it up from this point next week. Okay, some points that I think need reiterating from what Derek shared. And I encourage you to go to his website to see the blueprints he talks about that show the timeline and the specific legally binding documents that have been created to protect our Constitution and the power for we, the people. Derek explained the new Law of War manual was revised and reissued June 12, 2015, before Trump even announced his run for president. This new manual takes the best from the Law of War manuals of Germany, Canada, Australia, and the UK and pairs them with the Geneva Convention, the Pay Convention, the Labor Code of 1863, and the Nuremberg Trials. This gives me great comfort in knowing our military good guy generals and federal attorneys were working on behalf of we the people to preserve, rescue, and restore our constitutional republic. Derek stated he believes the Military Justice Act of 2016 and the Executive Order 13848 are the most important documents since the Declaration of Independence. There has never been anything that backed what the Founding Fathers intended, but these documents further protect our Declaration of Independence and the Constitution for that matter. Additionally, the Supreme Court of the United States has clarified our Founding Fathers' distinction between military and civil laws with the 2017 National Defense Authorization Act, which is the same document as the Military Justice Act of 2016, all before the 2020 election. Then we need to consider the Federal Continuity of Government Directive 1, which was issued three days before Donald Trump took office. And I agree with Derek. I hope we get to know who the people were who drafted these legally binding documents to not only affirm what our founding fathers intended, but to hold people accountable for violating our laws and the Constitution. Because of Derek's military experience, he is able to see communications and optics 
given to us to reassure us and to help us learn truth. When he speaks of the black box, he's actually talking about the television set and television news, which is controlled by the deep state. He also spoke of how truth is often given us through movies to wake us up to truth, such as the movie he mentioned starring Jimmy Stewart. Derek's ability to see what's really going on with President Trump, our military, and even what's going on in Ukraine, and President Putin's stance against the one world government agenda, and how so much has been being cleaned up for the last seven years, is very reassuring. God has repeatedly told us through his prophets, things are not as they seem. We must be getting the truth from God's written word and spoken word as he speaks to each of us, his children directly, and to us corporately through his prophets. In fact, God recently spoke again through Donna Rigney specifically about Donald John Trump, the United States, and other nations of the world, which are Christ's inheritance. The title of the message was, A Smokescreen Will Not Hide Their Wicked Deeds. I encourage you to listen to the interview using the link in the show notes. There is tons going on in the news that I can't cover on this podcast, so I ask you to follow me on social media and for you to also benefit from my research using the additional study and the bonus items provided in the show notes. Make sure to join me next week for the third part of my interview with Derek Johnson. It's exciting to learn what God has been doing through his people behind the scenes, especially in light of what God has said through his prophets. For the future, should you have a topic you want me to explore with this podcast, simply let me know via email. My email address is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.